I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 How about some what's up with Florida? You got yet people in Florida! F*** you, bunch of bastards! Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? You always have the craziest news. What's up with you? I want to dedicate this round of What's Up with Florida stories to part-time Florida man Robert Kraft, 77 years old, charged with two counts of soliciting prostitution in connection with a Florida spa. He uh, is worth $6.6 billion, you guys. I will never understand why he's going to a strip mall rub and tug for 75 bucks. I will never understand that. Yeah, me either. Allie, your thoughts? Uh, Power? But don't, aren't you just as powerful when you you have a high-end call you know, girl come to your hotel with with discretion? Not not as powerful. Bean, everybody likes a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, matter, no matter how much money you have, He's still 50. flipping coupons, man. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe even a Groupon. Who knows? Maybe it was a Groupon deal. Let's uh, give it up for a Fort Pierce police officer who has been suspended for 20 days. He arrested a couple outside of a Walmart. They were accused of shoplifting, and he searched them and found out that they had stolen jewelry and a baby toy. But things went bad for him because he had a body cam on, and although he arrested them, he allowed them an awful lot of freedom. First, he let them smoke a cigarette before he put them in the patrol car. Then he doesn't handcuff the man. That violates policy. The two are never restrained in the back seat. They start cuddling, then kissing. Uh Uh-oh. Then briefly performing sex acts in the back seat of the police car, which he was fine with, by the way. I don't know how they found out about it, but Internal Affairs has completed their investigation and he has been suspended for 20 days for conduct unbecoming and neglecting That's his. That's so team. weird. Having sex in the back of a police car when you've just been arrested look, is kind of a weird look. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a weird thing to do. But he's like, you know what? Hand, handcuffs. Don't worry about it. Just get in the back. Have I'm some all right sex. with this. <laughs> a, a fisherman prompted the evacuation of a Florida Taco Bell where he put the catch of the day in the trunk of his car and drove to the fast food restaurant. Here's what happened. He was out fishing with a magnet. Is that a thing that people do? I don't think I've so. I've never heard of that. What? Well, that's what he was doing. And I don't know magnet. what he was looking for, but I'll tell you what he came up with was a World War II hand hand grenade, and instead of immediately calling for the bomb squad, he instead put it in the trunk of his car and drove 17 miles to yes. a Taco Bell in Ocala, or Osala. Yes. Yeah. Um, Taco Bell is like, hey, leave me out of this, would you? <laughs> so he drives to this Taco Bell, calls 911 on around 5 p.m. last Saturday, triggering an emergency response. They had to completely evacuate the restaurant, and then they had to come and the bomb squad had to come and remove the grenade, and sure enough, as they tweeted, it was an authentic WW2, World War II hand grenade, mm-hmm. That could have gone off. No one was injured in the incident. And the Taco Bell was reopened in about two hours. That's just not their fault. Right. This is one of the most bizarre stories we've seen in a long time out of Florida. His name is Dale Glenn Massad, And he was accused of, he was a former doctor. He lost his license way back in 1992. But the police were tipped off that he had been practicing medicine without a license. Excellent. Now, th- this guy had a little bit of a, a sketchy 
background that included multiple weapons offenses. So they decided the way to handle this was to show up at his house at 440 in the morning with the SWAT team. Okay. They identified themselves. They pounded on his door. They battered it with a ram. They started shooting it with a shotgun. And then... Realized that the door opened outward. (laughs) (laughs) So that's on the police right there. Did a lot of damage to that door that they could have just opened. Uh, Then they lit a distraction device inside the front door that emitted a bang and a bright light, after which they started hearing shots from inside the house. It turns out that the man obviously knew somebody was in his house, and he came out guns a-blazing. He started shooting at the officers. No one was injured. Fortunately, he was arrested without further incident. What makes this especially great for me is that the... The man, Dale Glenn Massad, is the mayor of Port Ritchie, Florida. Yes. No, right. Yes. He is the mayor. Yes. yes. And oh. the governor had to step in and take his job away from him because he technically was still the mayor even when he was arrested and even when he was in jail. A few days went by before somebody's like, hey, he's still the mayor. What are we going to do about that? <laughs> no. So the governor stepped in. You just don't expect the mayor, I don't know, for whatever reason, to react that way with blunts, with guns blazing, yeah, right? Yeah, that's odd. Enough. Uh, Excuse me. On February 10th, around 2.22 a.m., Officer C. Ross noted a black Ford Mustang convertible stopped in the southbound left-hand turn lane on Santa Barbara Boulevard, an intersection at Southwest 24th Street, and it did a very fast and illegal U-turn in the intersection, was going 60 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. I wish I could play the audio for you, but it doesn't sound very good. But this police officer has so much patience when she comes up to the car, and she's like, look. I'm not even going to write you a ticket. I just want to give you a warning, but you have to give me your driver's license. And he says, no, I'm not going to give you my driver's license. She (laughs) said, sir, turn over your license. So eventually, begrudgingly, he hands the officer her license while she's looking at it. He steps on it. Yes. And drives away at a high rate of speed from the police officer. Now, once you've given the police (laughs) officer your driver's license... How far do you think you're going to get? Jeez. What, how, what kind insanity. of a getaway plan is that? That's like paying for your drive through food and then just passing up the, men- the place where <laughs> yeah. they give you the food. Like, nope, no, don't need yeah. that window. And just, Look, if <laughs> your plan is that you're going to bolt, like you're not going to you're not going to talk to the police, do that before you hand yeah. over your license. So stupid. So they got on the radio, and it didn't take long before they found him at home and arrested him. And now, of course, they have all these other charges that they can add to it. But dumb, dumb, dumb. And finally, and you probably saw this one all over the news last week, this is a guy in Palm Beach, Florida. He had made friends with a man who was a coin collector. And one day he decided he was going to rob his friend, and he did. He stole over 100,000 coins from his friend. Hmm. He took a bunch of them to a pawn shop and got about $2,000 for them. And many of the rest he dumped into the Coinstar machines at area grocery stores. Are you kidding me? a fraction of what they were worth. In fact, he dropped 33 $1,000 each presidential coins through the Coinstar and got $29.36 for them. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a great use of a very valuable coin collection. And that's why we ask, what's up with Florida? Florida. Show on K Rock. Are you serious? Are you serious? K R O Q. We had a comedian in a few days ago named Nate Bergazzi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his dad was a clown. And he's hilarious. He's very hilarious. His Netflix special is The Tennessee Kid. Mm-hmm. And he's very funny. Yeah. But I, and I asked him when he came in the first thing, I was like, Dad, really a clown? Is this something that you exaggerate for comedy's sake? Yeah. Right. 
here's a little bit of that conversation. Is it true that your dad was was a clown and is a magician? <laughs> yeah, that's yep, true. That's all exact true. Yeah, we have uh, I mean, I have like my, my first album uh, was called Yelled Out by a Clown, and there's a picture. The cover of the picture is me and my dad, and uh, I was like a five, and he's dressed as a clown, and I grew, and that's how he was. I mean, grew up, and it was uh, he was a clown. Was I mean, that his main job? <laughs> he always, he was a teacher too. He always like did something like that, like uh, but he did a lot of it. I mean, he performed at our, at our birthday parties because uh, you have like a clown, like you have to use him, like of course, free. <laughs> did he make balloon animals? Yep, yep. Oh my we, gosh! Nice. Uh, really the balloon dedicated. animals. Uh, I mean, he would do the whole thing. My I had a birthday party when I was like seven, and I was like tired of it. I didn't want like I wouldn't even want him to be at the yeah, party because he's it, your dad. It's your, it's your dad. Yeah. Yes, and I've seen the tricks. I've watched them not work. Like he's practicing them on me. His dad was a clown. Yeah, and also not like a clown on the down low. Like a clown when he had parties. Like dad's working. Yeah, right. like his own parties. Uh, what uh, what kind of clowns are on the down low, Jensen? <laughs> kind of down low clowns. Well, I mean, like a high, a high key clown okay. would be like you know, like oh, he's uh, he always working. Down low sure. is like oh, I don't mix my home life and my work life. Oh, so no oh, one okay. knows really okay. that, right? It's that like a right. bartender who doesn't drink at home. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a thing. I mean, sure. So oh. it was such a weird conversation to have with somebody and to think that somebody had to grow up with a clown as a dad. It's not easy. It's just <laughs> any photo of you as a child with a clown is also possibly from a horror movie. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. if it's like kind of faded or whatever, mm -hmm. and it's just you and a smiling clown, mm -hmm. that, I don't think it's joyful. Has I there ever been a joyful clown movie or TV show? Bozo. A fun clown. Yeah, I feel Bozo. like Bozo's Bozo. very friendly. Yeah. And I don't think Never trusted uh, Bozo, the whole though. thought Never of like it. a scary clown came until like a couple decades ago. People started like, oh, I'm afraid of clowns. Like that became the thing to say. Maybe. I don't think people were really afraid of clowns before it became Right, but even if it. you're not afraid of clowns, your uh -huh. dad's a clown. Even if there's not all that negative connotation right. to it well, now. When my dad would work early, you know, like he would come, he, my dad sold cars and he would mm -hmm. walk in the bedroom and be like, goodbye, see you later, I'm going to work. Like imagine being asleep and you're like eight years old and your dad's like, I'm going to work. And right. you look up and it's just a clown just like <laughs> right? looking down at you. Wouldn't you just honk his nose yeah. though? <laughs> like, have a good day, dad. I <laughs> think, <laughs> yeah, for the first couple times and then yeah. it would get old really I, If I was the dad, I'd be like, I'm going to work. Wake up, and then I just have like uh, blood coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd have that scary. little horn. Yeah, Betty, you hold on, please. I want to talk to uh, Polo mm -hmm. in Rosemead. Hi. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey. Yeah, uh, my tenant is a is a clown. He's a Mexican clown, and uh, he's uh, been my tenant for about twenty years. And uh, I remember the uh, first time we have a we have a pit bull, you know, and he's he'll scare you know. He'll scare anybody, and oh my God, the first time he ever saw him, it was about maybe 10 years ago, he scared the hell out of him, and he loves humans, and he just, he came in with his, uh, he came in like at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you know, my daughter, my brother was walking him outside, and he had his, his makeup all like, you know, like, there was like a drunken night, you know, a woman at drunken night, just all bad makeup and everything, and you know, he had just started taking it off, but he had taken it completely off. You know, and the dog just ever since he's just he treats him like oh my god, he like he wants to kill him. You know. Oh, I thought you were and saying the, pit, the I thought the pit, the pit bull was scared of the clown. No. Oh, oh, the pit bull is very scared of the clown, but yeah. now he wants to kill him. He wants you to know? kill he him out, out kill of him. defense mechanism. like that, and he's scared of the he's scared of the dog now. Wow. You know, but he's a but you know he's a Mexican clown. He's like 
He but tells me seems, about all the conventions well, they what, have. Wait, hold on, what, hold on, hold on. What I is didn't the, know that sophisticated. What is the difference between a Mexican clown and, let's say, a white clown? Well, or... one's a clown, one's a payaso. Exactly. See, exactly. as for that. Yeah, there you go. You got the horns. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but I'm telling you, though, there's so much more to it that I even uh, never realized, you know. It's like, you know, he tells uh, jokes. Well, he, he has a little trouble because, you know, he speaks, uh, doesn't speak much English. Right. But he was one of the first clowns in Santa Monica, and there's a lot of competition out there now, you know. Is there a lot of for rivalries, You know, there's it's a... like almost gang warfare out there. Well, there's no, ri- <laughs> there's no clown rivalry no. gang warfare. He's saying there's a oh, clown I'm gang. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They fight for spots out there. Yeah, and like Third Street Promenade? Absolutely. You want that ideal spot. You'll throw making... down with another clown? I know, 100%. I, I know a clown who got shanked over his spot. <laughs> Really? Yeah, he was. Uh, he used to hang out Third Street, and he was like, uh, you know, they were fighting over territory. And yeah. one day, a guy just pulled out a glass shank. But they'd have conventions where they would learn how to make stuff, you know, like balloon animals and stuff right. like that. And Can you imagine going like, yeah. to those conventions? Oh. What a group of just crazy people that would be. I mean, that's a dream. Polo. And he, he said he would make them laugh. Imagine trying to make a clown laugh. Oh my god. <laughs> no. I don't I don't want to imagine it, Polo. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. It's amazing how many calls we have. It's terrifying. On the topic of your dad was a clown. Who knew that was a thing? Dave is calling us from Glendale. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good, thank you. All right, yeah, my dad was a clown. He uh bought a merry go round in the fifties and drove it out from Philadelphia to here because of nicer weather, so he could work year round. And um, his name was Bumbo. I'm sure many of your listeners yeah. had him as a clown. Dave, Bumbo was um, like he's famous, renowned. Do you have clown. a famous dad? Oh, clown. yeah, he was in the Guinness in the Guinness Book of World Records. Unfortunately, the, the oldest male stripper was on the opposite page. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a pretty good Wait, clown. Wait, what was he? What record did he have? The oldest clown? Oh, he the oldest working clown. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Can you imagine? Yeah, Kids parties cool. are like, do you get a clown? Yeah. Which one? The oldest one. Fantastic. I got bumped. Yeah. Up. Well, you know, you get what you get. But anyway, uh, he came home one time because he had high standards. The clown. He came home one time, and he would not pee, and it when he was out doing parties because he didn't want the kids to see him going to the bathroom because then he's a man and not a clown. You know. <laughs> Is there so no restroom came... in this story? No, no the, he scared no, the, he scared the kid kids will walk in and be like the clown's peeing. Is there no lock in the exactly. restaurant? Okay, go ahead. I right. think there's a, a scene in Shakes that does that. But anyway, mm-hmm. so he um, came home one time after you know holding it for four or five hours, and our job as kids is we'd have to run out and meet him and you know help him pack up the merry ground and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he got out of the cab of his truck and just stood there and kind of did that the clown cry where he went, <laughs> and he's just. He just ran out of the bottom of his pocket. That is the most. I know. That's the most touching story I've ever heard. Oh, Dave, that's the sweetest clown story. So beautiful. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh boy. We, we loved him. He, he was a good man. We oh, love him too. He, Bumbo the clown. He guy. was yeah. He was like a, a OC hero. He who was knew like, we'd get? Who knew we'd get a famous one? I know. Wow. Yeah. And right. who knew yeah, we'd find out thing. he pants? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the other thing is he used to lecture me because I'm a professional drummer. He used to lecture me about, you know, you better have a backup plan because you can't be a drummer for a living. I said, Dad, you're a freaking clown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pretty Aww. tough. It's, it's hard, pretty, to, it's hard, hard to, to be the standard. <laughs> All right. Thank you Love for the call. It. Let's go to James in Anaheim. I was afraid maybe we wouldn't get enough calls, but we have plenty. Yeah. James, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Thank yeah, you. Uh, it wasn't my father. It was my grandparents and my uncle. Oh. And my uncle is... My grandparents owned the circus for 30 years. Wow. And uh, my uncle is almost 60 years old, and he is still a clown. He's been a clown since he was uh, about eight years old. Did you ever think, James, did you ever think you wanted to get into the family trade? Oh, I've done it several times. 
You oh. have done it several times. I've traveled uh, across the United States probably eight or nine times with uh, my uncle and done specialty shows for um, corporations. Wow! And uh, yeah, we've had uh, my uncle's made a living out of it. He also is a circus collector and has one of the largest circus memorabilia collections in the world. Unbelievable. Yep. Okay. Is that room yep. is that room cool or is it scary? Oh, it's I mean it's a whole house. I mean it's <laughs> a whole house of clown crap. Circus yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. That's awesome. I'm James, I unbelievable. I I got to say I'm happy you are you sound pretty <laughs> calm and normal for a guy raised around clown and circus memorabilia. I haven't killed anybody yet. Oh, oh good to hear. I like that he says yet. Yeah, That's the good. Night is uh-huh. young. All right. Well, thanks, James. <laughs> Thank you, James. Uh, let's go to Betty. You don't think about this necessarily being a thing. Betty in Long Beach. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. Thank you. What do you do with clowns? Um, well, I am an agent for actually a few different musical acts, mm-hmm. but one of them happens to be sort of a Elvis clown kind of thing. An Elvis or, Presley like clown. A, like a mashup. Yes. His name is Clown Vis Presley. Well, it could have done better. The name, I don't know what the name is. It doesn't uh, seem like they put a lot of work into seems that. Seems like maybe your first job as an agent could be to get a <laughs> more creative name. But what? So tell me. So he. So this Clown Vis, he does clown act, but then also does songs from Elvis. Not, not quite. So actually, just only one or two of his songs is are are um, Elvis Presley covers. Mm-hmm. It's mostly parody songs. So think of like Weird Al kind of stuff. Um, so it's a, it's, he even covers um, like the Reading Rainbow song. If you want to be completely random, I mean, take a look. It's in a book. I, I'm trying to right? think: is there a better Lamar <laughs> Lavar Burton name that they? I mean, I feel like it's weird. He picked Elvis, but only does two Elvis songs right. and dresses like Elvis. I would like Elvis um, Clown to introduce he, a band at Weenie Roast. Oh, right. He he has done hosting um, plenty of times. Um, his most recent L.A. appearance was actually here at the Regent for the Eric Andre birthday bash. Oh, well, this is all well, making perfect now, sense. Now it makes sense. Yes, now that you bring him in, it. I'm all in. Right. Okay. Now I'm now I'm fully in. <laughs> I was on yeah. the fence, but now I think I understand Cloudenvis a little better. Agreed. Mm-hmm. He he is a professional. I know it sounds cheesy, but just look him up. You'll yeah. see it. It's insane. It's it's side stitch funny. All right, Betty. And, and there, Betty's and there's, agent. and there's some magic. There's uh, some magic. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, of magic to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Let's not be ridiculous. Yeah, All right, please. Michelle in Los Angeles. Good morning. Uh, can I just uh, interrupt yeah. real mm-hmm. quick? Yeah. I uh, I just Googled Clownvis Presley, mm-hmm. and the first <laughs> first <laughs> YouTube video that comes up is. Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas by Clownvis. <laughs> What's happening? That's the name of one of his songs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Clownvis. Guys, Clownvis went to the ja- the gather- gathering of the Juggalos. In what? 2018. We need we need Clownvis. We need Clownvis. Wait, I think we should get involved with Clownvis. For real. For real. Okay. All right, let's work on that behind the scenes. He was on America's Got Talent, too. Oh, he has a Twitter. It's just Clownvis. <laughs> 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 All right, let's take one more call. Let's make it Michelle in Los Angeles. Good morning, Michelle. Hi, guys. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thank you I'm and not, thank you. I'm not sure I can. Uh, I'm not sure I can follow Clownvis very I mean, well. None of us can. Who could though? Yeah. True. Exactly. Exactly. So my mom, um, when I was about 12, decided to take a class from Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Okay, this is the first time now that we've heard of a female, a mom, a mom doing this. Yes. So mom decided to be a hobby clown, 
And so she took this class on how to do the makeup and how to do the balloons and all that stuff. And when she was done with it, she decided to hire herself out to sort of, uh, you know, yes, local um, church things and local school things. And she decided to dress me and my two younger brothers up as mini clowns with her. Oh, wow. Smart. Is there a lot of call for clowns in the church community for their events? You know, they do you know, birthday parties and socials and things like that. So, hey, you know, there's a clown and a little clown family. And uh, she made our she made all of our outfits match, and they she made them out of, like, purple curtain material. I think I'm still scarred. I was just going to ask, yeah. oh, Michelle, is it a good memory or a bad memory? Because it seems like that wasn't um, fun. It wasn't fun because I knew all the people that we were performing for. They were my classmates. Oh, oh, no. Did they just mock you? Yes. Yes, there was a lot of mocking. That Uh, sucks. And to, uh, you know, just as a little aside, my mom was a tenured university professor in her real life. Mm -hmm. So uh, this was just something she decided to do on the side. Of course she was tenured. You're not, you don't become a clown if you're not tenured. No, you have to have that kind of security in your life. <laughs> also, you you showed those bullies because you and your clown family went and burned down all their houses, right, Michelle? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to incriminate myself. Okay, fair enough. Right. Uh, no worries. No Thank worries. you for calling. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I have a uh, serious question. Right? Yeah. How did Jensen pull this off? <laughs> not sure. I don't know. Listen, I, sure. I ask it every morning. What kind of black magic are you working for? I ask it every morning. <laughs> I have a serious question as well to our guest, Danielle Fischel, here mm-hmm. on the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Jensen's been out of town for a while. Yeah. And then he comes back, and you're pregnant. <laughs> I'm trying to do the Wait math here. I don't think it, don't you think have it something to tell him? No. Because no, it, it didn't. It didn't actually. Work it didn't out happen that in the way. last three days. No, no, I have been very pregnant now for a long time. Yes. It feels okay. like. I'm, just, I'm trying to do the math in my head, and I wasn't sure how. Yeah, we're no. not good at math on this show, but let's just say she's halfway there. Being it's exactly, we're almost done. Jensen tells us that you guys went to high school together, but weren't tight back then. That's correct. Yeah, we went to high school together we were which high school calabasas high oh which now calabasas is so famous no one used to know what calabasas was yeah uh and now everyone does did Um, you know he existed i did well he did the morning announcements his senior year so Ah. everyone knew jensen did he he rap them no i was not that i was a rapper no that was it wasn't it wasn't cool to be a rapper back then yeah he waited for it to be cool for sure (laughs) yeah I was like, I get, I see the opening now for this Jewish nerd to start rapping. I'm in. Help, help me out with the uh, with the Boy Meets World time time uh, line. Were you already doing that show when you were in high school? Yeah, I so started, you were going to I, high school and you were already famous. So in, uh, for a little Jewish nerd like Jensen, you would have been untouchable to him at that time. Well, I mean, Jensen's never been impressed by celebrity, really. So mm-hmm. I don't think he was like impressed at all. But yeah, I mean, we knew each other's names. We would say yeah. hi in the hall. I think I was more like, why does she get to come to school three? 
months. Yeah. Like, that seems <laughs> totally unfair. I was to there one week out of every month. And yeah. then, wow. full is that time, true? Yeah. I was there because we, we worked three weeks and then we'd get a week off. And I, instead of staying on set and doing school the way a lot of child actors do, I always wanted to go back to school. Why? I just loved it. I, but not because I was smart, because I loved the social aspect the of it. The normalcy of it. The normalcy yeah. of it. And like, I went to every football game and I went to every dance. And, you know, That's my friends awesome. were all cheerleaders. And so I just like loved being at school. Do you think that has anything to do with the fact uh, that you've developed into such a great human being as an adult where other child actors really run into problems? I mean, I definitely think the normalcy of my life that I maintained and that my parents forced me to maintain helped yeah. a lot. I yeah. mean, I would work all day on Boy Meets World and then come home and my mom would be like, there's dog poop in the backyard. Go get that. <laughs> and you were one like, of your mom, TV. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I was working all day. And she was like, well, I guess you're going to have to quit your job then because there's dog poop out there. Like, I define TGI Fridays. I'm not cleaning these plates. <laughs> like an awful kid. But it's true. We talk about it all the time. I mean, Amanda Bynes just went back into rehab this last week, and that's such a devastating story of someone who can't get on her feet. And fame doesn't help anything when you have that kind of mental illness. I've yeah. always said if I was famous young, I would be in prison or dead. I mean, yeah. I, I think it would have destroyed me. It has that potential. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, luckily my parents were so good about making sure that you know, they weren't, I wasn't in it because they wanted me to be in it. Oh, I was in it because nice. I wanted to be in it. They actually didn't want huge, you in it, kind no, of. No, they yeah. really didn't. Yeah. Um, and that, that makes a huge difference because you're not then the a kid supporting an entire family. Yeah. I was just Oof. able to be a kid. You were born in Arizona. How old were you when you moved to California? Oh, three weeks. Okay. Uh, right, yeah. So what was your favorite part of that? What was your time, was your time <laughs> in Arizona like? People ask me that all the time. They're like, let's talk about Mesa. And I'm like, no, please. Let's absolutely not. I don't know why that's even in my Wikipedia. Uh, it's, I, yeah, it's, no, I was born three weeks before my dad graduated college. So I was literally just there for him to finish. And then they moved. They, they were, my parents are both native Californians, so. Oh, that is. That, oh, wow. Yeah. You were avoiding Fair. somebody by yeah. going to Mesa to have you. <laughs> so, she um, didn't say they went to Mesa to have her. It sounded like it. All right. It sounds like they were in the state for 15 minutes. <laughs> Basically. So, what was it that sparked your early interest in show business? Uh, well, I mean, it's not actually a super cool story, but there was a girl who was just a couple years older than me who I thought was so pretty. And she came to school one day and she was like, oh, guess what? I got an agent. I'm going to be a model. And I was like, oh. I want to do that too. And I went home and I was like, mom, I want to be a model. And my mom very kindly was like, you're too short. That's models are not <laughs> models are not four feet tall. Now go That's clean what... up the poo. <laughs> I know. My mom's so nice, but yeah. I, she's a, she's also a realist. A lot of poo in this, in yeah, this yeah, house. Yeah. 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 And I just How many dogs it. did you have, Danielle? <laughs> 55. Yeah. Were, your, were your feelings hurt at first? No, I was just like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. Great. I didn't know. I just needed the information. So I went back to school. I was like, oh, it's not in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said to me, well, my agent's all also going to put me on TV. I don't think you have to be tall to be on TV. And I was like, done. <laughs> and that's what sold me. So, and that's it. And then she we went on one audition and got it. Yeah. Is that I right? Did, yeah. One audition. You're kidding. Yeah. I, I, I told my parents for like a year I wanted to do this. And they were like, no, they're all weirdos. Everyone in entertainment's a weirdo. Please don't do this. And I was, you know, 10 and continued to fight about it. My parents, literally the discussion was, let's let her try it. She won't go anywhere. <laughs> and then we can say we let her do it. You honestly right. think that they thought there was no chance. And they that, told me that. And that's why they said yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what they told wow. me. They said, that... like, we're like, look, she's going to hate it. Who likes auditions and all the traffic and it's after school? And what are the odds she's going to book anything? What? But at least if we let her try it, we can oh. say. Get out of her system. Exactly. Yeah. I can tell you you love them, but. 
They, they seem like dicks. No, <laughs> no, no she said no, her I mom was a realist. realist. Yeah. They yeah. are, for just sure. Putting it out there. <laughs> and you know what? That's exactly why I am the way I am. Just, yeah. I, yeah I... We've talked about it on and off air about Danielle's insane media ideas that she. I, we've talked about this. You guys know that she doesn't care about television. Right. She's been on it her whole life, so she's jaded towards it. Right. Doesn't care about any media. But the best part about her is. Every once in a while, I'll curate a movie for her to see. Like, I'll make sure because I only get a small chance to go see one. <laughs> like once a year? Barely that. Okay. But I have to pick good ones. I have to make sure I do my research. And then we'll go to them. And she'll, like, it's an hour and a half. She goes, I love this movie. I go, great. She goes, we can leave whenever you want. Anytime. Anytime. I go, what are you talking Wait, about? What it's, you... Not, it's not over yet. And she goes, it's fine. I love what I've seen. How, like, what? How, how far you... into it? <laughs> How do you do that? How far into it? <laughs> Halfway. So she just, you just know, like, probably what's going to happen? Oh, no, I just think I'm sure that'll all, I'll start, I'm sure it'll all work out. It'll be fun. <laughs> well, you want to rush to go someplace? Who does that? <laughs> Where Listen, do you get to the other thing is, we watch television shows every once in a while, and we'll get, we'll watch them. She goes, Oh, this is really good. I go, Yeah, Handmaid's Tale, this is really good. And then she goes, Yeah, I loved it. I uh, don't need to see it ever again. Yeah, I won't ever about? It She again. goes, I go, We're only three episodes in. She goes, I loved it. It's great. Don't need to see it anymore. <laughs> So you literally don't need to end that season. No, not at all. Why well, you're no. a weirdo. <laughs> I know. You're a strange person. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Are you serious? Are you serious? K-R-O-Q. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News! Do you think that if one of the L.A. channels in the very competitive uh, news marketplace... Yes, I do. Really? Yep. So if Channel 7 said, hey guys, tune in to us at 11 tonight, you'll hear 30 minutes of great news. Yes, I do. I got news for you. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Really? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Because if why... it bleeds, it leads? Absolutely. Uh, mine today is uh, Chef Jose Andres. Amazing man. I was not very familiar with him until I brought him up after seeing him in Washington, D.C., serving some of the federal employees. And Christine said the exact same thing. Amazing yeah. man. He's, he has a, he's a Spanish-American, and he has a bunch of restaurants in D.C., in Los Angeles, and Vegas, all over the place. And he started the World Central Kitchen. And I started looking into him after seeing him feeding the federal workers. And apparently he was in Puerto Rico in the wake of Hurricane Maria. That's what I found heard about him is, yeah, mm. he went down to Puerto Rico and just fed thousands of people. He was in Houston, Texas, following Hurricane Harvey. He was in Southern California, the Ventura County, during the December 2017 Thomas Fire. I mean, in every single one of these places, he was in South Carolina in the aftermath of uh, Hurricane Florence. Every single one of these places, he goes... Yeah. Himself. Yeah, he doesn't send people. It's him. And he brings some people with him and he makes whatever food he can, but he makes mm -hmm. it as, as good as he can. Yeah. So in Puerto Rico, for example, they didn't have any electricity or anything for a long time, so they couldn't have hot food. So he said, let's make hot food and we'll feed. I think they, I think they fed three million Whoa. meals. Unbelievable. Jeez. So I oh, just going to make money like that. Right. So then I, he just hit my radar again when he was in Washington, D.C. during the shutdown. And he had a restaurant right there in Washington, D.C. that would serve people who were federal employees that weren't getting a paycheck. 
And this is the news audio from that. 800,000 federal workers have already missed a second paycheck and have gone without pay for more than a month. Now that the president has said that he wants to open up the government, um, do you plan to close your kitchens? This location, number one, World Central Kitchen, we're going to be here at least until next Friday. We're going to wait until the federal employees receive their paychecks. We're going to hear from them. And hopefully by next week, all will receive their paycheck in their bank accounts. And then we'll decide. But at the very least, until next Friday. I mean, that guy's amazing. Yeah, he's an angel. He just follows tragedies around the world and tries to make it better. Yep. And that's why he's my great news. That is great news. Allie, this story is just for you. Oh, no. You know how the news <laughs> loves uh, when white kids go missing? I mean, that is just, there's a whole industry in this country. Oh, and if it's a good-looking white girl? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the best. For I sure. I mean, you'll, you lose 10 African-Americans uh, before uh, one gets on the news. And uh, little white kids, man, they just love to follow them. And this story I was captivated with because we've had some real cold weather in parts of the country this year. And last Tuesday, a little three-year-old boy named Casey uh, Hathaway, mm-hmm. crawled away from his house somehow. And it was freezing or below freezing at night. And obviously hundreds of people mobilized to try to find him. And he didn't turn up on uh, t- Tuesday night. And he didn't turn up on Wednesday. And he didn't turn up on Wednesday night. And people were starting to really think the worst of what happened to this little boy. Thursday afternoon, they found him. He was okay. He was caught in a tangle of vines and thorns just about a half a mile from where he went missing. A lady who was out walking her dog heard the noise, ran over, found him, called 911. They took him to the hospital. Here's the reason I do this story on Great News. Allie, do you know this story? I do. He told his aunt that a he had been hanging out with a bear. He said he hung out with a bear for two days while he was gone. Here's what she posted, his aunt posted on her Facebook page. God sent him a friend to keep him safe. God is a good God and miracles do happen. Now, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble here. Yeah. But did Casey hang out with a bear? Did the bear protect Casey? Is that why little Casey, little white boy Casey is alive today? I'm going to say in light of this story, it absolutely doesn't matter doesn't matter if the kid's happy mm -hmm. if the mom's happy the kid's happy it's great news no it's nothing but great news that the kid was found i mean it's (laughs) it's really a miracle after three you know after three nights being out there in freezing cold weather but i really like to believe that there was a bear out there that was keeping him keeping him warm and he was just huddled up next to a bear and the bear knew that it was too cold for him there were a bunch of people looking for him they wouldn't have seen a bear well, no, they didn't find the kid. Yeah. yeah true. The bear they... probably took him into the cave at night. And then during the day, he brought him back. That's that's what I'd like right, to Allie's believe. Allie's running with this story. <laughs> I've got a whole backstory. I'm running with it, too. I wanted to. I so want it to be true because it's just, it's a weird, it's, I, look, I don't know anything about this kid or if he what he knows about bears, but it's just a crazy thing for him to say is that he, a bear had kept him company. I want to believe, you guys. Believe. I want to believe. Do it. I agree. And that's my great news. All right. My great news, shockingly, has to do with Twitter, where nothing really good has happened on Twitter in the last few years. But um, a man had criticized actor and comedian Patton Oswalt, and they had kind of gone back and forth with this. Patton is very... um, very vocal about mm-hmm. his political leanings, and the guy didn't agree with something. They went back and forth, blah, blah, blah. 
So then Patton did what um, sometimes people do. If you're, you know, into it with someone, you kind of glance at their profile. Just and go then check like, out their page and oh. see what they're about. Yeah. Usually you're like, oh, all right. That's their first tweet ever. Exactly. A <laughs> little concerning. But after he was criticized, he went and looked at his page and then he posted, oh, man, this dude just attacked me on Twitter and I joked back. But then I looked at his timeline and he's in a lot of trouble health wise. I'd be pissed off, too. He's been dealt some S cards. Let's deal him some good ones. Click and donate just like I'm about to. And he put up this guy's GoFundMe account. Turns out this guy, Michael Beatty, um, had been in the hospital for two weeks with sepsis. Oh, he had man, pretty much deadly, right? Yeah, he pretty much almost died. Uh, he apparently was in critical condition, coded twice in the ER, came back, um, he said, because he was stubborn. Then That's what his wife said. why is he spending said. whatever time he has left trolling Patton Oswalt on the Internet? That's a great question. <laughs> a great question. But what happened was um, he had a $5,000 GoFundMe. That's what he wanted to raise. Would you like to know what Patton Oswalt, he donated, by the way, $2,000. Yes, please. And what followers of Patton have donated so far? Out of a goal of five thousand dollars, yep, we are up to forty six thousand two hundred and fifty five. Wow. So it pays to be a dick on the internet. I don't think I don't that's think what that's we're, th- we're saying. No. Because Sorry. this man has then kind of turned around and he said, "You've humbled me to the point where I can barely compose my words. You've caused me to take pause and reflect on how harmful words from my mouth could result in such an outpouring." Thank you for this, and I will pass this on to my cousin who needs help, a cascade. So he's now wow, going to pay amazing. it forward with the money that he doesn't need as well. So, Which, of course, then opened Patton up to a lot of people just saying crappy things, oh, trying to get his attention, like, God, which yeah. is just ridiculous. <laughs> a lot done in a joking manner, but still. I mean, that's going to kind of be the thing, right? <laughs> Patrick, you're a D. Patrick, what? <laughs> Patton. So um, that's just an interesting thing. So maybe this guy is now changed, seeing that, you know what, sometimes your words hurt. But also, if we take a minute and realize we're not all that different. So calm your T's, everybody, <laughs> is what I'm saying. And that's my great news. These DJs are superstars. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Look. Look, look is look. what I'm saying. I, I, I know what you're about to try to do here. You're about to try to embarrass me with some kid who plays the ukulele better than I do. Why would I do that? But here's what I'm going to tell you. I can play like that. I just don't feel the need to get the applause and mm. go on Ellen and have everybody, oh, look how good he is at the ukulele. For me, it's about the music, man. When did Bean say he wanted to play the ukulele? Uh, we're coming up in probably eight. To 10 months? I feel, yeah, like September, October of last year. So I bought him one. Yeah. I was very deeply committed to the idea of playing the ukulele. Right. 100%. I was so in that it was going to be my life going forward. I was going to look back on my deathbed at before ukulele and after ukulele. Yeah, you were the guy who ordered one and took a picture with it day one. Like, time to start. All excited. And how great of Kevin to not tell any of us, just, you know what, I'm going to order... My partner, mm-hmm. Bean, mm-hmm. a ukulele. Just mm-hmm. send it to his house. How it was, lovely! Just Kevin. as a surprise. It yeah. was absolutely. It was a. It was a wonderful gesture, and I and I could not be more appreciative. Couldn't start playing quick enough, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that was the plan. That was the plan. So I do. I have. I do still have my ukulele. All right. Well, give us a song because then I want to play the ukulele kid. Oh, you want to hear some of my playing, and then yeah, we'll hear some yeah, of the kids. Yeah, yeah, if you don't mind. Well, again, he's going to do Bohemian Rhapsody. Go ahead. 
All right, I have it warmed up, though. You, I, you have sure. to cut me a little bit of slack. Okay. I, I'm coming in cold this morning, mm-hmm. okay? All right. All right. And I demand complete silence. Okay. Sure. You get it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I got so far. <laughs> oh, I my just, God. <laughs> I got to tell you, it was a clean note. <laughs> it, it was. was. Thank it you. It was. It was a beautiful note. <laughs> I've worked hard to get to this point. Now, what's Feng E doing? What's Feng he got? Feng E is 11, and he's, do- <laughs> and he's oh. doing Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, I mean that's that's technically better. I mean a little. I assume you're saving your best though. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm building up to this, of course, yeah. He's a he's how old? He's 80, 81? You he's said he's been playing his whole life? He's oh, 11. 11. 11, yeah. He's 11 years old. All right, give us a give us a bit of a, your next song. Okay. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> Now that was incorporating all of the strings. I see. Was it? Okay. By the way, so that's 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 big for me. Eleven-year-old <laughs> Feng Yi doing "Rolling in the Deep" on his ukulele. Okay. Thing E doing Uptown Funk. Did I mention he was 11? You did several times. Playing the instrument you have in your hands. Yes. Uh Yes. Hey, uh, Fang E, I can get sex, dude. Okay. (laughs) Again, 11. Uh, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You're you're age shaming him? He thinks he's all (laughs) that. But I got some things on my side too, bud. (laughs) My God. I mean, kid's good. He's good. Yeah. All right, Dean. Last last one. Give us your big closer. Give us your big closer. The best one that you have that's going to blow people away. Well, my big closer is when I put it back in the case and (laughs) (laughs) shut it. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I know uh, Kevin is our big moviegoer. He's every, R.I.P. Kevin, by the way, Mm -hmm. he's every single weekend at a Southern California uh, theater. And I just, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm one of those 21st century guys who knows that in three months it's going to be available on my big screen TV and Mm -hmm. I'll be at home and be able to watch it by myself or with my wife. Why would I want to deal with people at a movie theater? Even and, movies that you know you should be seeing on a big screen still yes. doesn't interest you? Still doesn't interest Oh, yeah. Me. I'll see Godzilla King of Monsters on my phone. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I watch Dunkirk on planes. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> 
No, that's how it was designed, Dunkirk for a play. But this is why I'm so surprised. Uh, I mean, this uh, this year is one of Hollywood's biggest ever as a result of some of the things like Avengers Endgame. I mean, mm-hmm. the, uh, people obviously are going to the movies and they're able to t- tolerate other people being in the theater. Jensen, you went to the movies this weekend yeah. and uh, and had a great time. Yeah, I went and saw Detective Pikachu, which... Uh, detective... Uh... Pikachu. That also, yeah. Uh, I went to to see that movie twice in a weekend. Uh, the first one, theater packed, mm-hmm. full house. Second one, I went. Uh, not no one in theater. It was literally me and scattered amounts. You know, maybe four people total in the theater. Well, the it, second one was way better then. Yes, yeah. I was happier with with less people in the theater, but not necessarily because. You know how they give you these assigned seats, but when you show up to the theater, you get to pick which one on the screen. Somebody picked the seat right next to me and then sat next to me the whole theater, like the whole movie, despite the idea that the theater was completely open. They didn't get up to move and you didn't get up to move? No, because I was I was determined to not move at that point. I wanted this seat. Why? Well, because I just... You're only hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, but then I was like, I didn't get... I, I also was like, I was pot committed. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, well, I'm not getting up now. I, it's your move. But we sat next to each other like we were on a date or something through the entire movie. And I and it made me start thinking about things that kill me about theater etiquette. Like you if the theater is that open, you should get up and move to another row. Uh, can I just uh, ask a quick question? Yes. This was a another grown man. No. Well, grown is, is questionable. How old? Probably about 17. OK, so <laughs> you a grown ass man. Yeah. Seeing P- Detective De- Pikachu, full uh, name. I, Detective I fixed it. Uh, Pikachu, right. uh, alone. This time, yep. Uh, and he, a seventeen-year-old. We, I mean, I'm I'm being nice. Could be eighteen. Wow, <laughs> there, there's so 18. many questionable things about this. <laughs> I, uh, he also kept tapping his leg on the. Stop track. it! <laughs> Jetson had a date with a teenager to see the Detective Pikachu movie. <laughs> we both he, enjoyed it heavily. You should. Were you sharing popcorn? Uh, yeah. If you get my drift. Yeah, no, no. I was not <laughs> sharing popcorn with the random next to me. And he should have got up and moved anyway. You I find it weird that neither moved. of you did. No, he. I was already there. I. You were also already an adult. That's what we're talking about is etiquette. And the etiquette is I was there first. He needs to move to another aisle or even one seat over. So the popcorn that we shared could be in the middle. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so that would be there would be, be no question about what's at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about movie, uh, movie theater etiquette. I know there are a lot of reasons why maybe going to the theater isn't as much fun as it used to be because people are just not – they're not thinking about other people no. anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't live in a super courteous uh, society anymore. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So we want to talk about your movie etiquette uh, complaints. I have one that I'd like to throw out there before we get to calls. And that is we most often hear about this dilemma on an airplane. But what about in a movie theater? What's the deal with the armrest? Uh, I had that my first Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah. The guy. I it's a good question, though, because I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer either. Mm. I think you're just supposed to split it. So both of you are sort of like. Casually. Like yours is for, more towards the back, his can be more towards the front. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do think that. I don't That's, know. Is there an answer to that? That is awfully close to a stranger, though. I know mm-hmm. to share an armrest. Yeah, I mean, 
Allie, what do you do? I don't use the armrests because armrests don't really matter to me. Oh, they matter to me. Yeah, I'm not Whoa. a big armrester. Makes me comfortable. Yeah, I don't wow. have long arms, so mm-hmm. they could just be by my side and in my lap, and I'm fine. Let's take one quick call before the break. Let's make it line one. Say hi to Alex. He's in the LBC, and he joins us on Kerouac. We're talking about movie theater etiquette. This might be a good idea for people to pay attention. Write this stuff down if you need to, and keep <laughs> it in mind the next time you go to a Southern California theater. All right, Alex, you're on the air. What's up? Uh, I've got two quick things. One, if there should be a rule, if the movie's already started and you come into the theater late, you're relegated to the first two rows or the very back. You shouldn't be able allowed to play Tetris. That's great. People in the rows, moving people left and right. The other is at the concession stand. Please know what you want to order before you get up there. Don't decide. Amen. Oh, Amen. Amen. Alex, 2020. Alex. Those are great. Yes. Alex, you need to be run. You could, will you please buy a theater chain? Seriously. That was I'm very to good. to your place. Very That's good. A, a, outstanding work, sir. Appreciate that. What do you want to add to the list about going to the movies? What sucks about it? And what can we change? Talk to you next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. It occurs to us there are lots of ways people can ruin the movie experience for you. Let's go to Eric. He's in Torrance. Line four. Up first this segment on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Eric. Hey, good morning, K-Rock crew. What do you want to add to the list? If uh, people are wearing shoes or sandals to keep them on their feet and not to put them on the back of the seats, because I tend to focus on the foot rather than the movie. What kind of monsters are putting their feet up on the seats in a movie theater? I mean, feet, literal feet. Yeah, not just shoes, he's saying. He's saying they take them off and then put them up. unbelievable. I can't believe anyone. You've seen that? Yes, it is gross. That is gross. Why are people just putting their feet up anyway? You wouldn't do that at your own home. It's disgusting. Sometimes you see it on Instagram. People take photos of, like, uh, airplanes. Passenger shaming. Yeah. 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 And you're like, what are you doing with your feet, even without your socks on, you weirdo? Unacceptable. Eric, we will allow it. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to Vanessa in Whittier Line 2. She's coming from a different angle. She says she has an excuse for her bad movie etiquette. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Uh-oh. What happened? What, what happened? Why were you raised by wolves? Uh, I don't know. When I was younger, too, we would walk in with extra large pizzas, and they never told us anything <sighs> when we were younger. Extra large pizzas, just having a full <laughs> meal. I mean, I don't hate yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we are kind of on your side here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Vanessa, don't keep doing what you're doing, but thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go to David Granada Hills, line three, up next on the Kevin Abincho Movie Theater Etiquette. Hey, David, you're on the air. All right, so talking during the movie depends on the movie. Nope. No. What are you, nope. what are you going to see the room? What, I don't understand. What, no. what, what movie are you allowed <laughs> well, to talk end, in? Well, no, Endgame, because you're, like, cheering on everybody. It, like, when you first see it, you're cheering on everybody. When you see people on, on screen, you're like, yeah. Or well, when I when I saw the movie, I went to El, El Capitan and saw it, so everybody in the movie theater was just, like, roaring and every single time. Uh, I, I, I think I get what he's saying. Like, it's Star Wars, when Force Awakens came back, or came back, or Force Awakens yeah. when started, Star Wars came back. you see that scroll, everyone cheered. And that's understandable. But to do it throughout the movie at certain points, no. But just a little bit of excitement when you see a character come back, I think that's kind of cool. Maybe, I think not... it's okay for an yeah. event movie, but yes. that's very different from people who just talk oh, during no, a movie. Oh, no, that's not talking. That's not yeah. what we want. Yeah. Right. All right, th- thank you for the call, Thaddeus. We appreciate it. Michael writes in, Kevin and Bean, movie theater rule, 
Number one, if you are sick, stay home, people. I do not want to listen to you cough and snort. Please also do not expose us to all your contagion. I think that's just good advice for anything in yeah. public, right? I would yes. say. Uh, Mugs, you stepped in. What's up? Yeah, uh, get your REM sleep at home. Leave that for <laughs> home. I went to Captain Marvel at TCL Chinese Theater, which is like a $20 ticket. Five minutes into the movie, guy, two uh, two seats next to me, snoring <gasps> loud. <laughs> No. To the point, to the point where like people in front of me like are turning around and looking at me, and then they're like, "Is that guy snoring? What? What's going on?" It was so all the so quiet, distracting. It was yeah. all, all the quiet parts of Captain Marvel. You're just like you're hearing this guy just saw logs. It was why insane. did no why did nobody reach over and shake him awake? I don't know. That's technically assault. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought about <laughs> it's doing kind it. Of not a good I move. thought about yeah. doing it, but I, 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 like Jensen said, like what, like what if like he wakes up and just decks me? <laughs> just yeah. Like you don't, yeah, you just... don't touch a stranger. <laughs> no, exactly. No, no, no. Uh, my my dad was a bit of a REM sleeper in movies, and, and one time he fell asleep, and he then fell asleep through another showing of it. <laughs> so, he wasn't meant to see that movie. Yeah, like they just. I'm sure they made sure he wasn't dead, but then he just saw the movie <laughs> oh, again, no. and then he he's like, I woke up and they were cleaning the theater. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we deal with uh, phones real quick on line four? Because we haven't even mentioned phones. Kavork is in Pasadena. He's up next on the Kevin Beach Show. Seriously, telephones in a movie theater. What say you, Kavork? Hey, so worst thing is the people who use their phones in the theater, but they have their brightness all the way up. Mm-hmm. How about the worst thing is people who use their phones, period, period even if yeah. the brightness is all the way down and they're still texting or whatever? No, no, no. I do. I do have one one caveat i'm not against one check in a in a movie if it's like a long two hour three hour movie one check to make sure there's no emergency and if there is an emergency go outside the theater but i give you one check and that's it let's close with marissa she is on line three la mirada our final call on this topic marissa thanks for checking in what's going on hi good morning morning so i'm a nurse and so if you have light don't go to the movie theater Patient came in. Um, she was complaining of like her head scratch, you know, itching, and yeah, she said that she went to the movie theater. So that's where she got it. No, no, no one. You shouldn't even leave the house. You should Mm-mm. be so. You should have to shave your head and stay inside for months. You know, okay, uh, that's so after that, yeah, it's disgusting. So after Jen- that, after I knew that, I go to the movie theater with a hoodie on. <laughs> oh, I think that's very smart. I mean. Jensen doing the popcorn trick with a teenager during the Pikachu movie is now not the worst thing I've heard today. Thank you for the call. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. You almost died on vacation? Well, I was lucky enough to go to Spain, which has just been a lifelong dream for me. Um, I got a scooter. Oh, no. Because everybody drives a scooter in Barcelona. What do you mean, no? You guys don't have a good history with scooters. Well, Bean doesn't. Mine's great. Oh, (laughs) come on. So I'm talking to my daughter, and she says, this is a terrible idea. And I said, don't tell anyone else in the family. I'm doing it, and I don't want to hear it. And if anybody else talks to me about it, I know it's you. So I went, and they had uh, 250cc, 125cc, and I was like, I'll take the 125. I don't really need 250. I'd probably kill myself on that. And they went, oh, we only have 50cc. It's kind of like a mini bike. Yeah, it's like a yeah. Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> it goes like 50 if you're going, like at full speed. So I went to this uh, tourist location, took some great pictures, and I thought to myself, okay, it's 13 minutes back to my hotel. I want to leave because I don't want to be driving in the dark. Mm-hmm. So I can get home in plenty of time before the sun goes down. Now, it doesn't have a GPS on it. 
So I keep the GPS on my phone and I turn it up as loud as I can, but it's in my shorts <laughs> or in my jeans. So I can't, I hear every once in a while I hear left. <laughs> 200 feet. I have no idea what's going on. At one point I pulled over and by the way, now it's dark. Yes. I pulled over and I was further away from my hotel than when I started. Mm. Also in Barcelona, they have signs for streets, but they're little placards that are on the building on the corner. Hard to spot. Impossible. Yeah. In the dark, especially. Yes, especially in the dark. So I'm trying my best to get there. I'm, I've been going like for 45 minutes. I'm tired. I get to a roundabout. And I get into the roundabout, and I turn, and I go, oops, just missed my turn. So I thought, I'll just keep, keep going, going around. Sure. Look, right. sure. Look, it's Big Ben, European <laughs> vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as I start turning around, I feel something hit my whole left side, oh. my left handlebar, my left shoulder, and my left elbow. It was oh. those pigeons. No. <laughs> and I turned to my left, and it was a giant bus. <gasps> a bus. Oh. Now, I wouldn't say I got hit by it, but I got... Um, yeah, swiped. Swiped, yeah. I mean, not, it didn't knock me down immediately, but I thought in that one second, I hope my kids know I love them. Peace out. Like, I, it wasn't a question of whether I was going to die. It was just, this is it. This is how I go. So that there was a car to my right. I couldn't get over, so... Oh, my gosh. You were being sandwiched. Yeah, I was being sandwiched, yeah. And this bus didn't care because it's a bus and i'm a scooter a 50 right. cc no no less <laughs> like you're going this guy's riding a mini bike he deserves to go mm -hmm. so hits me i sort of lean over hit the brake and at this part i completely black out right i don't know what happened somehow what? i somehow i think i hit my brake enough that the car in the lane next to me went in front of me uh-huh but about 30 seconds later i would say I was, I had gotten off the street and I was in a cafe and I was sweating and I threw up. Whoa. Oh because, because of the brush with death. Because I knew I was going to die. I just got hit by a bus on a scooter. So somehow in the blackout time, I had gotten over lane, lane, lane. It was six lanes around <gasps> and I had gotten all the way over and pulled off because I was really scared and threw up. Jeez. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I just told my daughter I was going to get a scooter. She said it's a terrible idea. I said, don't tell anyone else that. I will be careful. You had like an out-of-body experience. Yes, very yeah. much so. And you have no memory of that 30 seconds of you extricating yourself I from don't. that traffic. Quote, unquote, That's, surviving. I, mean, I, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I feel like it was probably 75% luck. 80% luck. Oh, my god! Just I happened to avoid because there were so many cars. So I got over there for like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes at the cafe. And I was just thinking, what do I do? Yeah. Um, you were kind of afraid to get back. On I, the was, I, I was scared so. out of my yeah. I was scared out of my mind. It's still dark, obviously. Still, still dark. are way far away from your hotel. You don't know how to get there. So I looked at the direction finder again and I got on my scooter <laughs> and I drove oh. back to the hotel. Slowly, oh I'm gosh. sure. Yeah, slowly in the right lane. And I will tell you this, that it was 13 minutes from where I was to my hotel and it took one hour and 19 minutes to get back. <laughs> oh, Kevin. A woman, a woman in a walker passed you. <laughs> twice. Look at that guy. Oh, no. I toured around the whole city many, many different times. Like, I would go past a fountain and go, been here before. Wow. Not sure what I'm doing. But I got back on it, and I went back to my hotel, and I was like, all right. That was my brush with wow. death. So I'm all good now. So you getting a scooter? 
Absolutely. So I rode it the rest of the vacation, no problems whatsoever. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I don't think I'd get back on. That's so fun. <laughs> so stupid. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. They're idiots. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Allie's going to bring it here. Now let's all be <sighs> civil, you. okay? We're friends. We we're have just having to be. A, we're just, yeah. having a, just having a conversation. No, one is, no one's civil no. better than we are. No, I've, I, lo- I've lost friends for less. I'm just saying we need, to under, we need to understand and we need to accept and respect mm-hmm. other people's opinions okay. even if we don't agree That's with them. Stupid. Okay. I know it is, but okay. we got to try here because this is an inflammatory issue here. Yeah. You guys, this all started on Sunday, and I watched it play out in real time okay. on Twitter. What began as a somewhat innocuous tweet from a gentleman that goes by at Advil. He wrote, hello, fellow adults. <laughs> My girlfriend and I have a question. What is the correct amount of towels to own? I said 10, and she looked at me like I was crazy. We have zero frame of reference on the appropriate amount of towels in a household of two. This is a man that I follow. He goes by at Yashar. He tweeted, as a couple, you should own a minimum of the following. 10 bath sheets, 10 bath towels, 10 hand towels, 20 washcloths, preferably more. And that's when people lost their minds. First of all, the amount of people that didn't know what a bath sheet was. Uh, my hand's up right now, Ali. Okay. I don't know what a bath sheet is. Oh, my God. You people, you monsters. A bath well, you, sheet. You use a towel when you get out of the shower. What well, do you need a sheet Well, that's a normal for? towel. It's not an actual sheet. It's just a bigger towel. Uh, normal towel is about 31 by 57. Why don't they just call it a bigger a towel? A bath sheet is about 40 by 70. Which is more so of a, a beach towel. It's like a beach towel, but yeah. it's, a, it's a bath It's sheet. too much. Yeah. But people were <laughs> like, 20 towel. washcloths. I'm telling you, I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is insane to me. 20 seems like a lot of washcloths. It does. I mean, well, how many bathrooms do you have where you need 20 washcloths? Here's the thing. The conversation I then got into that evening at dinner with my friends that were like, what's a washcloth? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And then I thought, okay, they call it something different. Like, in my family, we called it a face cloth. It's a, a little sheet. <laughs> Right? It's a hand-sized towel. towel, And one of my friends was like, I don't use a washcloth. To which my friend, who is of a different race than us, said, you white people don't use washcloths. That's been a whole thing that we've discussed. Here we go. Oh, yeah. It's on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Race war. (laughs) Race war's on, everybody. It's going down. It's going down. Why does it have to be white people? Come on. I then find out from my black friend that no white person that she knows knows what a washcloth is, let alone uses it. To which I yell, what are you using? And my friend says, soap in your hand. I yelled in the restaurant, how do you wash your butt? That's a good thing to yell in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I I was blown away by this. Then we all started discussing how many sheet or how many towels we actually do have. I realized I have a huge problem. A okay. huge issue because I not only have a linen closet full of towels, I then have two 
different uh, areas for towels in my bathroom. Can you bring some of those in because we've got water in the hallways? <laughs> I, I have a lot of <laughs> towels, help. but the discussion about towels became insane. And 20 washcloths to me is not a big deal because they're one use. You use it in the shower and then you put it in the hamper, you're going to wash it. You don't use a washcloth more, more than oh. once because of the bacteria in, in the shower. That's disgusting. To which my friend said, no, I use a loofah. You are loofahing your body with extra bacteria every Every day. You put a loofah in your crack? What is wrong with you? This is disgusting. This is I'm quite a monologue, you. by the way, and I'm really sitting back and enjoying <laughs> I it. I wish, honestly, I wish she was wearing the mouth guard. <laughs> and keep in mind, I'm I'm one person. I feel like you could get by with one set okay. of towels. <laughs> okay. I have eight bath sheets, 30 towels. <laughs> Stop right there. Yeah. Eight bigger towels, yes, bath sheets, yeah. and 30 Yes, towels. 30. And keep in mind that I use a bath sheet and uh, during a, hostel, a shower. Right? And then, nope, you just don't my run home. A hostel. Okay. And then I have one shower, one towel for my hair. Uh, six beach towels, four microfiber towels for my hair if I want to wear it. Six beach towels? What is yeah. going on? What is going on? 25 hand towels, 16 oh fancy, also different holiday towels. <laughs> You're the Imelda Marcos of towels. <laughs> Good reference. And Thank you. 30 washcloths. 30? Yeah. Washcloths. Are you running a towel store I, out of your apartment? I, apparently, I have a problem. I admit this is way too many towels. Okay. I admit yes. that. But I also feel like there are people with one set of towels. That's disgusting. I don't use a washcloth ever. Oh, how do you wipe your butt clean? With, with the soap? You put soap right in. No, the... you have the the body wash stuff. What do you you squirt it? it yeah, directly into you your sit, butt. You sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have a washcloth. <laughs> Bean. <laughs> Of course I have a washcloth. Well, okay, you, you need a washcloth in the shower and you need a washcloth in the it. sink. You this don't is need the conversation. It. Yes, you yes, need washcloths. You need it. You're yes, you do. You're, You're absolutely. You're the one that has to throw away the washcloth every time you use it. Throw it away. <laughs> I wash it. Okay, I will Whatever. say this. I will say this. We need to take a break. You're First just the... squirting in your crack. All right, stand by, Allie. Stand by. We need to take a break. We're out of time for the segment, but we want to include some phone calls on this. Towels, what's up is the topic. We want to hear about you if you have two many towels we want to hear about you if you have too few towels and we also want you to convince kevin that he needs to start using a goddamn washcloth oh my god well, how much how much damage are, are you, guys, you how much damage are you guys doing to your b-holes in a, one day <laughs> holy crap towels what's up when do we return on k-rock kevin and bean on k-rock k-r-o-q on the Towels, what's up, George? <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going, guys? Good, thank Good. you. So uh, about a year ago, I never used washcloth. Oh. And so my girlfriend, when I used to live with her, um, her whole family has washcloths right there, like uh, on little shelves. And once you're done using them, you throw it in the hamper. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I use washcloths, I realize that your whole body's a whole lot cleaner. Because I used to just use a bar of soap, let it set it up, you know, oh. and rinse my body off. George, it's it's life changing, and I'm glad that she introduced oh you to it. Oh my God, and it is life changing. You feel like a baby. <laughs> Thank after. you, George. Spread the word to everyone. You have baby smooth skin All afterwards. Right. Take it easy, George. So, what, so George, what's your message for stanky ass Kevin then? He's a stanky ass white man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. That's the takeaway. Like but... That's the takeaway on today's show. Thank you, George. We're doing a Towels What's Up. And, uh, Allie, you, you gave us a rundown of all the towels in your uh, apartment. Yeah. Have you totaled them up? I mean, is it like 200? It's a lot of towels. I mean, and a guy just mentioned, he's like, what about kitchen towels? I'm like, oh, God, I didn't count those. <laughs> now you have drawers of those. Yeah. Uh, Alex on Twitter wrote and said, if you're a guest at Allie McKay's house, don't forget your room key when you check out with those 30 towels. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Uh, it, it all came down to washcloths for me and my friends. When sure. I found out that one of my friends didn't use a washcloth, now knowing that I work with someone that doesn't use a washcloth. I want oh, stank-ass white man? Stank-ass white man. <laughs> So this guy just wrote, uh, thank you, Walkman, on Twitter. I'm protein Kevin Ryder. No washcloth. Saving the environment. Don't you see those signs in hotels about saving millions of gallons of water? Uh, Hello, this just in. I wash my towels once a week. As opposed to people that have the same set of towels that are washing them multiple times. So, so I you, win again, stank ass. So you wash your butt. <laughs> wash your butt. All right. Let's it, go to, this uh, is disturbing. Let's go to Charlie in Culver City, please. He's on line four. I think he is also team stank-ass white man. <laughs> Good morning, Charlie. I, yeah, I'm definitely team no washcloth. I Just to get across the alley, it mm-hmm. seems that she can't picture just creating a nice lather beforehand. We're, mm-hmm. we're not squirting the soap directly into like a pot we call our butt crack. Like you <laughs> lather it up and your hands can accomplish quite a bit of what a washcloth is. And here's my other question. How much damage have you done to that area since 24 hours ago? So now your hands have <laughs> you your stank I mean? butt on it. It has soap. Do you all use you, the you same put... soap in your shower, or do you each have your own bar of soap? Because I don't want to use oh, your soap oh, if your stank soap. You know what? Allie, Allie, the, welcome to, like, see, I can't speak for your friend at that all-girls dinner table, but in the man's world, 80 to 85% of what we use is already liquid soap. So it doesn't, we don't have to, we don't have oh, to so use Oh, so you're not using bar soap. You're using body exactly. wash. Exactly. You know, so, I, I, mean, I, at least, I, at least I don't want to, like, speak for Kevin and Bean, you know, but I know in the, like, in, in my world, I grew up in kind of like a like locker room situation, and that stuff is much easier and not reusable. So I'm kind of, yeah, that antibacteria as well. It goes away. It goes I don't know. away. You're walking around with butt hands, Charlie. That's all I know. But I'm you butt hands. Butt I may hands, be, Charlie. I may be, thank you for the call, Charlie. I may be old school, but I'm sticking with soap and a washcloth. Thank you, Bean. That's where I'm You're at. You're a good American. Ted writes in, uh, Ted with two Ds, so I don't really trust him, but he mm-hmm. says, I feel weird about this now, but I counted as the conversation was happening. I'm a single guy. I have about 40 towels. <laughs> wow. I split those between my master and guest bathroom. I also constantly have a pack of 20 washcloths that I regularly mm. throw out and repurchase from Costco after too many uses. So basically those rarely go away. On top of that, every time I travel, I steal a set of large towels from my hotel if they're high quality enough. Ted, I, I have a lady boner. I learned today I clearly have a problem, says Ted. Let's go to uh, let's go to Cindy. She's in Whittier. She has very strong all-caps feelings on line six about washcloths. Hey, Cindy. Hey, uh, you have to use a washcloth. And let me tell you where to go. You can go to a big major chain. They sell 18 of them for three seventy-seven. Mm-hmm. And every day you can get a fresh one. And, and then when they start to soil... You put them aside, and you have cleaning rags, and they go in the rag pile. They are excellent for your car, your floors, your counters. You always use bleach so there's no skin or anything caca on them. Oh, Cindy. Cindy took it too far, Cindy. Good morning. Jesus Christ, to our family. 
I support everything Cindy said up until well, Kaka. But, but Cindy, uh, if I could speak on behalf of my client, mm-hmm. Mr. Stank S. Whiteman, what, a, what about him with the, with the body soap, with the liquid uh, antibacterial instead? You use the liquid soap on your washcloth. It's yeah. really easy. And I don't even know what to say if you're not using one, you're not getting clean. Oh, man. All right, okay. let's go to line three. Because Do we think... have to? Can yes, we, we have to. I don't think we have to. <laughs> this is bonkers. Dennis? So this is, uh, so this is for Allie. Mm-hmm. So, so my mom made us wash our bodies with uh, the underwear we took off. Uh, so you were using day, you were using the underwear you just wore as a washcloth. Yes, as a as a as a little kid. So we would take we. I keep saying we. I have three sisters, so I. She probably only made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds sanitary. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, so then, so, okay. So not only did, did did I not wash my body, but I washed my body with my booty. Yeah. After all. So it's kind of like a pre-wash before she did laundry. Oh, damn. Look, you, you did what you had to do back in the Depression. We get it. <laughs> I can't believe he found time to get out of the bread line. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Allie found a uh, tweet oh, man. over the weekend that she freaked out about. Listen, I, I see tweets. I bring them to the show. We have some insane discussions. Uh, this is what happened with the washcloth. Washcloth. Uh, what's up? What's up? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which way do you face in the shower? That yeah. caused uh, quite a stir. Sure. But this tweet that I saw from a man in Dublin, Ireland named Steve O'Rourke was retweeted into my timeline. And I thought, well, this man is a monster. <laughs> and I think he had an innocent joy in tweeting it. I don't think he oh. believed it would cause a stir. He was not ready for this backlash, (laughs) is all I'm going to say. So this lovely man, I'm sure, before he tweeted this, Steve (laughs) O'Rourke tweets, we were just chatting in work and apparently it's weird that Amy and I don't sleep on the same side of the bed every night. Some nights I like to sleep by the window, some nights the door. It's not really that unusual, is it? Yes, Steve! I I think it's 100% unusual. your side... Your partner has their side, and you never change, ever. So much so that in hotels you stay in the yes. same, same configuration. Thing, yes. yeah. yeah, you go and visit people, you sleep in a guest bedroom, it's the same configuration. So people were responding to him like, what is wrong with you and Amy? And he wrote, I feel like I need to point out the following. And I'm like, okay, here we go. He's <laughs> yeah. going to fix this for all of us. <laughs> Number one, first one in chooses. Okay, what? Yeah, that means they're going to bed at different times. Uh, or right? Something? Where's yeah. the love with you and Amy? <laughs> Number two, we've never disagreed over it. So, first one in picks, okay. and then the other one just goes, okay. You just fall in line. Okay. Right. Number three, this is where I just thought, well, these people need. <laughs> Need to be put down. He said, we move pillows and books as we move. So you have your favorite pillow. You have your books on your nightstand. But then that night, you're like, you know what? I want to sleep by the wall that night. You then move it to the other side. Come on. That seems like a lot of work. This is insanity. Number four, we don't change every single night. Oh, okay. You're not that much of a monster. And then number five, this is where he just shows his cards, shows his full hand right there. He said, neither of us are aliens. Oh, I beg to differ, Steve. Because that is what an alien would say. Yes. Is it weird that when I read it, I felt a little bit of jealousy in it? 
that they were so free. I, yeah, a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Like, just that's, like that's a little strange. Well, yeah, as someone who has suffered from OCD, I do feel like I was like, oh man, you can just pick any side of the bed to sleep on and like, sleep normally. Like, what's that like? But let me ask you a question: yeah. Would would you do that? Because I don't think you would. I I don't have OCD, and it just makes sense that your stuff is on one side. Yeah, you have your side. Yeah, and, and it's just always that way. I guess I'm just imagining myself on the wrong side, just with both hands in my mouth, biting my fingernails <laughs> for an entire eight hours. Yeah, yeah just absolutely. being like, when will it turn sun? <laughs> um, and so I, I just read it and was like, that must, that must feel good. I did have issues with a gentleman that I dated for quite some time because my side is near the door. And he was like, no, 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 my side should be near the door. I'm the protector. If someone comes in, oh, I, I should see. be there. And I'm like, I'm a peer, so I need to get up and tinkle. I don't want to have to walk around the whole bed. But which trumps which? I mean, it seems like security is the most important part of that, especially for you. You want me to pee on you? Uh, no, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure how... Not sure the, how that got turned around, but... Well, it's just, it's an extra walk to go around. I mean, it's four steps. Yeah, listen, I've got <laughs> short legs. I think Danielle picked the side closest to the door because she can run out faster. Oh, okay. I see. And that's okay. Yeah. But I think that's why she selected it. Interesting. <laughs> she can that's run a, out faster. That I'm might out. be another topic, though. Like, who picks the side by the door and why? That's because he was convinced. He's like, no, 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 this makes perfect sense. I'm a man. I'll protect you. And I'm like, listen, if someone's coming in, we're both dead. Let's just <laughs> let's just decide that Probably right now. He has no hope whatsoever no about hope being whatsoever. able to fight someone off. So well, let me just be by the door so I can tinkle faster. Yeah, before I got married, a lot of the women I dated, I was more nervous of a murder-suicide. You What's know what I mean? wrong with What's both happened? of you? What's happening I mean, right honestly, now, Jensen? Who thinks about that? <laughs> that took a real weird turn. <laughs> who thinks about that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, I, I slept in another room. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. It's cool. I'm guessing it's many things. Cool is probably the one thing it's not. It's not. The world famous K-Rock. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Lumineers fan number one, you guys. Yeah. Comedian, actor, writer, the machine himself, Burt Kreischer, in City Ways here on the Kevin Bean Show. I belong to you. You belong to me. See? I don't know the rest. I knew you were out right there. (laughs) That's the kind of drink, that's the kind of drinking late night song where you get back from the store and you're in your man cave and you hear it and you're like, dude, I miss my friends from college. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to see what they're up to. (laughs) Bro, you're in jail for weed? What's up? (laughs) Did you tell our producer Dave while you were in the green room before you came in that you think you could climb Mount Everest? Bro, definitely confident I could climb Mount Everest. Okay, but you were joking or you honestly think so? Uh, I could definitely climb Mount Everest. You could. You're talking to the man that ran the LA Marathon with no training, drinking the night before in five hours and 33 mm-hmm. minutes. I can climb Mount Everest. I can do whatever Mandy Moore does 10 times better. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I believe it. Dude, I really do. All it takes is one foot in front of the other foot. A little acclimation. You get into that uh-huh. little deprivation tank. They got over it. Crunch on uh, mm-hmm. Santa Monica. You should see Dave Navarro in it all the time. Get in there, do the elliptical in there. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Easy peasy. Done. 
Easy yeah, peasy, you guys. It is, uh, it is well known that any any person can train to climb Mount Everest in about seven to ten days. It's well known. 100%. Dude, look at, look at all the traffic jams. How many people have died? The fact that people are dying means I'm definitely within the skill set to get it. <laughs> because they're dying, you go, I, I could die. Bro, those are like 56-year-old women. They're just like, like going through a divorce. The Latino guy didn't do it for them, and they're like, you know, I need something else. I got to prove to him I'm better. I need something for my Instagram. Dude. I'm telling you, I could definitely climb. I could easily get base camp. Oh, bro, I could get base camp in a day. <laughs> I don't even need to acclimate for I can throw the best base camp party. That's my goal. I want to throw base camp parties. So when people are coming down, they're like, that was insane. I'm like, good, have a margarita. How about but this right you here? Heard about, you heard about the part where it's 150 degrees below zero, right, Bert? Dude, anything below 32, same, same. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, yeah. here's yeah, the thing 100%, 100%. about that. 100%. No. You can't. 30 and 150 below. I don't think it's same same. A bet it's different. Same same. No. Okay. I, have you ever been in negative like twenty degrees? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Easy peasy. Dude, Bert, Bert, that thing in you that makes you uh, fight, screw the man, you know, fight yeah. back on whatever they. What's the what's the dumbest thing you've ever oh, done? Oh just my because, god! What, how much time do we have? Just because people said you couldn't or wouldn't do it, and you had to prove them wrong. Easily, easily it was the marathon. Oh my god. That was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. I really messed my body up. Who Be- who who uh, prompted you to do that? How did you get shamed into that? It wasn't shamed. It was it was Rogan, Ari, and and Tommy. Bean, I assume it doesn't take much. Just oh. somebody goes, "Hey, marathon." Yeah, I can do that. All you just you got to layer. All you have to do is tell me I can't do something, and immediately <laughs> and, I'm and like, they offered I'm a in. bunch of reasons why there's no way you could ever do a marathon as you because you weren't a runner, right? Right. They were like, "You don't you run on treadmills? That's not real running." Um, they they're like you're not in shape you you cannot do it these marathons are for elite athletes and i was like first of all i've i've been around enough mar- people that say they did marathons i was like i got this easy they're like you definitely can't do it faster than ari's dad ari's dad was I think was in the Holocaust. Like he was, he's like, <laughs> oh, and that, that makes him a good oh, runner. I, no, no, no. I, I thought for a minute age. he wasn't going to be good, but no, then no. he said he was in the Holocaust, and I'm like, oh, he definitely ran away from people. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't mean that like that. I meant age wise, like, like he's that old. Oh, he's that old. Okay, okay. comment. That Got was it. a horrible way to reference. <laughs> it was, it was a weird reference. Yeah. This guy yeah. was alive when they only had two water fountains. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what is wrong with me? A lot. Yeah. Did you did you practice for the? My daughters are older than the Me Too movement. (laughs) Keep going. Did you practice for the marathon? Did you run? Nothing. Nothing? No. Nothing. Dude, I was so... You can find this video. I am at the starting line bragging that I didn't practice. Like going, (laughs) I didn't train at all. And people are like, dude, there's no way... I've trained for seven months. I'm in a running group. And I was like, yeah... (laughs) And and you also look like you you this is the biggest thing you'll ever do in your life. In my head, I was like, dude, I got this. It was yeah, so... this is just one day in Burt Kreischer's life. Now, did your shoes fall apart because no, they were wrong? Did no. your nipples bleed? Nope, I, I lubed up. Did you poop yourself? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yes, that's the Burt we know. On San Vicente. I don't know why I'm cheering that. No, but on... that was just driving down to the starting line, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude, dude, that's the hardest part of beginning a marathon. Is like. Is is poop Parking, management? Oh, poop management. Because you're just going like, I need to get everything out before this yeah. starts. Sure. Because yeah. you watch the marathon start, and then running down the street, people just no. literally in the first mile pull off to go to the bathroom. First yeah. mile. First mile. First mile. Right by Dodger Stadium, people wow. were pulling off to go to the bathroom. I was like, rookie move. I've never even done one of these, and I know this is a bad idea. <laughs> what was your time? 
Five hours and 33 minutes. That's exceptional. That's Whoa. really well, good. No, it's exceptional. Considering Oprah did it in five hours, not really. Oprah but probably trained a day I'm or sure two. She definitely did. trained. Yeah. Yeah. When I was on, I was on Sepulveda. I was running on Sepulveda. That's like at mile 20. I don't even like driving down Sepulveda. I'm running down Sepulveda. And, uh, I, and that's when the only time when I went, this is your body just goes, I can't do it. My, my calves seized up mm-hmm. and my quad seized up. Both legs. Both legs. And I went, whoa. Like immediately, and I looked around. People were falling off like the Walking Dead, like mm-hmm. just on the ground, stretching out. And the woman in front of me, I've been jogging behind her, was like a grown up, like a, like an executive. Okay. And she messed herself, and I watched it happen. And I was like, oh, this is like, you know what it reminded me? I watched my dad cry one time. <laughs> And I'm, I felt like as soon as he cried, I go, there's no God. There's no safety in this. We don't get out of this alive. This is going to be bad. And How this... did you find the strength to keep going when your legs failed you? Uh, there's a kid out there. I hope that they, he I hope he hears this. He is uh, probably like um, cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. And him and his dad, and his dad is just like this regular. They No, they had the cart, but they didn't use it. The kid ran the damn thing. No. And, the, and, and he beat me. And the dad was just like, dude, I'm talking like regular Dodgers Mexican guy. Like, uh-huh. not like, like, not like a. So, you know, a Los Angeles. You know. Like, yeah, like a, Los yeah. Angeles, like, a, like a regular guy you see at a Dodgers game eating a hot dog, not in great shape. And his dad was running with him. And I kept running pace with this guy. And this guy was like so inspiring that I was like, dude, uh-huh. I. I and also, you're like your ego goes. I can't get beat by that guy. Right. But, <laughs> but you tripped him me. at the end, though. Right he before me. you. And an Asian <laughs> kid. Him, yeah. You know who else beat me? An Asian kid dressed as Big Bird carrying a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always said I could beat any Asian in a foot race. <laughs> and this kid destroyed. He played with a tuba. tuba. With a tuba. <laughs> yeah, I got beat by a lot of by a lot of ham and eggs. Bert, you are amazing. Uh, Bert Kreischer is here. By the way, uh, you have a chance to see him in the theater at the Ace Hotel. The first one sold out at 7 p.m. on Friday, September the 13th. But tickets are now available for a new show just announced 9.30 p.m. September 13th. You want to get those tickets at AXS.com. Quick break with Bert, and we'll be right back on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. AXS.com or BertBertBert.com to get your tickets for the new show just added at the Ace Hotel Theater there, uh, 9.30 p.m. on Friday, September 13th. Get your tickets to see the great Bert Kreischer. Bert, last night you were at the Comedy Store. Yes. With everyone in comedy, right? <laughs> Mark like Barron was there. Chelsea Peretti was there. Joey Diaz was there. David Spade, Sarah Tiana, Ron White, Brad Williams, Ian Edwards, and it goes on and on and on. How, yeah. how does that happen? And do you guys each get like 45 seconds on stage when you got that many people standing around? No, no. We, we each do 15 minutes and bring each other up tag team style. It's, I got to be honest with you. I look at some of those shows and I go, that's like a, that's like a, a, a $20,000 ticket. Yeah. Sure. Yes. I mean, yeah. and I'm just I'm blessed to be on the on there at all. Like I, I look at that and I'm like, as a fan of comic, I'm like, oh my god. I followed Joey last night and he was destructive. I mean, just Joey Diaz. There's no, there might be no funnier human being. He is like every life. your favorite comedian's comedian. Dude. Yeah. Did you go to another comedian? And go. What you want to go up next? No, no, no. You, <laughs> okay. You want to follow Joey? Okay. Because, because it's like it's like, you know. Those are the then you. It's like if you fail after Joey, everyone's like, "Well, yeah, you had to follow Joey." Oh, so you get a pass? Oh, nice. I got yeah. you. Got but if out. you fail after Brad Williams, I mean, come on. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking with Brad last night, watching him hop from stool to stool. <laughs> Did you ever see him fall out of the stool on my cooking show? No, I didn't. It's see the that. funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Brad Williams hammered is in a stool and just reaches for something and falls three feet onto the ground. 
It is the funniest thing. Was that the time he was on with Adam Ray? You guys? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I got to tell you this Joey Diaz story. This is my favorite. This is my favorite story about Joey. And I have a lot of great Joey Diaz story. Mm -hmm. Joey Diaz one Easter morning slipped my dad edible marijuana. That's not the story I'm about (laughs) to tell you. Okay. That's not not as good as the one you're going to tell. It's just the way Joey delivers lines can can kill you sometimes. So my dad is flying from L.A. to um, Tampa to L.A. and he texts me and he says, "Pick me up at the airport." By the way, Joey Diaz is on my flight. And I go, listen, don't eat whatever he gives you. (laughs) So my dad lands in LAX, and I see him coming down the escalator for Delta, and he's just shaking his head. And I go, what's the matter? And he goes, I tried to switch seats. The idiot's sitting next to me, so I could sit next to Joey, and he wouldn't switch. He goes, what an idiot. Bert, this guy just played Candy Crush for the entire flight. And I went, really? And he goes, my dad doesn't respect that. He goes, he didn't open a magazine, didn't open a newspaper. This is a grown man sitting in first class and he played Candy Crush. What kind of a grown man plays Candy Crush for an entire flight? Doesn't read a magazine, doesn't look at the, doesn't just really, and I see Joey coming down the escalator and he is laughing ear to ear and I go, Joey, what's up? And he goes, dog, your dad was sitting next to John Cena. Two people behind Joey Diaz is John Cena playing Candy Crush. I swear to God. That's the awesome. Whole flight, the whole flight. And my dad doesn't know who John Cena is. <laughs> but you know, Joey was looking at him going, he's sitting next to John Cena. Hey, what's the big owl rolling his eyes at John Cena for? That's amazing. Oh, dude. Oh, I love it. Joey's that the best. Amazing. As much as you fly, do you ever sit next to famous people, Bert? Dude, I, I sat next to this guy one time, and he goes, uh, so what do you do? I said, uh. I said, um, I'm a comedian, and he's like, oh, cool. And so we talked the whole thing, and I'm just bragging about me being an amazing sure. comedian. And So we get to land, and I said, what do you do at the very end of the flight? Like, I've, t- I've talked to him the whole thing about me. <laughs> I said, what do you do? He goes, well, I actually write comedy, too. And I was like, oh, cool. I said, you got to check out one of my videos. He goes, I'd love to. I said, here, give me your phone. So I pull it up. And I go. This is uh, this is my most famous story. It's it's it was it was a while ago. This is when it was animated. It was the machine story, but it was animated. And they made it look like South Park. It made it look like South Park animated. Awesome. It. And he was like, "Oh wow, did this looks like South Park?" And I was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah." And it, I lied. And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I think those guys are big fans." <laughs> oh, oh no! I know. I know by the way, I lied. I know I lied. I know I lied because I know that it's just some guy online that just copied their animation. Right. right exactly. And the guy goes, "Are you a fan of South Park?" I said, oh, yeah. And he was like, cool, thanks. And I went, huh? I had been yep. sitting next to one of the South Park guys the whole time. Oh. Matt Stone or and Trey Parker? I have no idea. I don't know which one's which. <laughs> oh, no. The guy with the curly hair. That's that awesome. I didn't, I didn't even know who oh, I was sitting next no. to. And I'm giving him my video. Dude, I am an idiot. And I and I geek out. If I see the celebrity, I can't help it. I ran into Tom Cruise one time. We were at a premiere for Magnolia. Remember Magnolia? Had the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. His yes. hair was like yes. long. Yeah, and yeah. I'm telling a story, and everyone's excited. And I'm backing up a little bit, and I bump into someone. I turn around, and it's Tom Cruise. And his hair is still like it was in Magnolia. And I just got caught off guard. And I looked at him. I go, you have beautiful hair. (laughs) (laughs) And he just looks at me. He goes, thanks. And walked away. (laughs) Dude, I am horrible. And and it doesn't even need to be like a big celebrity. I don't know. What's Dakota Fanning? Mm -hmm. Uh Was that one of my shows one time? I don't Uh even know who she is. I don't even know what movie she's been in. She's Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. She's in no, that's Dakota right? jo- Johnson. That's Dakota Johnson. Oh, sorry, Dakota, Dakota Fanning. Sorry. Fanning is a, was a child actress who's grown up and yeah. in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, bunch of Okay. The second I found out it was her, I didn't even know who she was. She was like, "Hey, great show." I was like, "Oh, cool." Like, I'm married. I'm, I'm no interest in talking to a woman after a show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get me to the bar, drive me blackout drunk, put me in an Uber. <laughs> 
And then someone's like, I can't believe Dakota Fanning was at your show. Immediately, I lose all composure. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such a huge fan. I loved you in the thing that you did with, when Still you were a baby. Know. Uh, let, let me get us a private room and we'll all hang out. And then I go to get us a private room at the improv. And she's gone. And I was like, where did Dakota Fanning go? <laughs> I, am an, I, I hate that about myself. Dude, my daughter's won the softball championship. And the, the kid that hit the home run, I'm like waiting outside the dugout like a fan to be like, Nicole, great hit. Great hit, Nicole. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Dude, I have no idea. That's why I do meet and greets, because I know what it's like to want to say hi to a celebrity. Right. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. We are unfortunately uh, out of time. Bert is bringing his oh, Body oh, Shots God. World Tour to the Theater Go at the Ace Hotel him. on September 13th. Yes, you will never have a better time at his show than at Bert Crusher. Buy those tickets now again September 13th. Uh, Allie, do we have time for 60 seconds? Sure. Bert is here. Allie's going to fire 60 seconds worth of questions at you. First thing that comes to your mind, please. Here it is. Oh, wow. 60 seconds with Bert Crusher. How long was the worst hangover you've ever had? Uh, two days. Any hangover cures? Uh, uh, Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh, yes, it is entirely. Do you have a favorite kid? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> You're I so knew dumb. it. I knew it. <laughs> My friend's son, Carter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Do you think it's weird that Tarzan has no beard? Yeah, I never right? thought about that. I but, know. you know, maybe he's part Asian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you have a nickname growing up? Mm-hmm. Nature Boy. And Birdie Boy. And and uh, Bebopper. Bebopper. I, I have a lot of nicknames. Yeah, you do. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Uh, open mouth, yes. Would you rather stop, drop, shut them down, or open up shop? Uh, shut them down. Okay. What was wow. your first job? Uh, being a runner for my dad's law firm. Ooh, white privilege. If you could choose, how would you die? Oh, in, in the tank at SeaWorld. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work exactly. Just leave a scar for everyone. I don't see anything at the end of the tunnel. I'm tasting my own blood. There's nothing waiting for us at the end of this tunnel. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the great Bert Kreischer. The Kevin and Bean Show. Mornings on K-Rock. Carol Q. One of the things I love about uh, having Jensen on the program is he introduces us to new things all the time. He has mm-hmm. a weekly feature called Get Up On This that he does on Thursdays. But throughout the week, he'll say, hey, have you guys heard about it? And it's usually no. <laughs> and oftentimes it's magic. And I feel, I'm feel i feeling a little magic today. Uh, well, oh. I hope not to let you down. Uh, his name is David Burke, but he's best known as Slang Man. It's oh, uh, a great name, first it's, of all. It's a nickname I'm estimating is 55 years old. <laughs> it's a white man who gave this to himself in the same way that I would just call myself like the buffest dude around or like Mr. Perfect <laughs> Radio Voice. Uh, I found Slang Man during a local interview he did with KCAL 9 here in L.A. three days ago where the subject was to be. It was supposed to be decoding your teen's text messages. So this was supposed to be for parents who are nervous about what their kids are texting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Something to keep in mind as you hear it. Now, Slingman is an expert because, uh, as his website shows, he sells textbooks, probably like 15 different ones, videos, manuals, all to teach people slang. Uh, in his bio, he brags that he supplied materials to Berlitz, UCLA, NYU, Boston University. What? Uh, Actually, he has credentials. Yeah, an audience of 250 million with 120 uh, countries. So that seems like an expert, right? Sure. Sure. So let's get into the segment that I saw on KCAL right now. Uh, you tell me if this is the slang man or if it's just Fred Armisen doing a character. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's hear his origin story as to how he became the slang man. Tell us first, though, what got you started writing these books about slang? Well, I was at the gym with a French friend of mine working out, mm-hmm. and someone came up to him. His name is Pascal. Uh-huh. And his friend said, so, Pascal, what's up? 
And Pascal takes a step back and starts checking out the ceiling. Oh. I said, no, 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 that, that's just slang. <laughs> and so to make things worse, his friend said, so Pascal, did you hear how the Italian soccer team licked the French team? Oh. And when his mouth dropped open, I thought, gee, what an interesting visual he must have just had. Yes. So I thought, there's a book. Okay. Slangman, that, none of that, that happened. That never none happened. Of, none, none of that, of that happened. happened. All a lie. What's up? The guy looked at the ceiling? No. What year was it? <laughs> come up with a, <laughs> was come it, up with a better story. Was it the, the 20s? The only thing that did happen is that Fred Armisen created a new character. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't believe this is a real thing. Okay. So where does he get his slang? What is his process? Yeah. So what happens is through Twitter, mm-hmm. teens tweet me. Oh. And yesterday, I was at a party. Uh-huh. There were seven teens there. So I asked them a question. Uh, I'm going to call it physical slang. I asked them, okay, how do you guys shake hands? So do you know about the, the, the typical teen yeah. handshake? Yeah. It's, uh, you, yeah. It's always like it, kind okay, of one of these. This, yeah. and then you, slide, you also slide back and yeah. then you, you fist pump again. Yeah. What um, is going on here? Okay. He's at a party with a bunch of teens. No, no, seven, 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 seven teens. Seven teens. It's very specific about the and, number, and though. And none God. of them asked if he was a narc? No. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Okay. <laughs> hey, kids, how do you shake? Here's the other thing. The shake that he does do with her is just the normal handshake, slide back, fist bump. I mean, that's been around since like the 60s. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, this isn't modern slang or physical slang. So Amy starts to bring him, the uh, the interviewer, uh-huh. starts to bring him back into the topic, which is modern day texting. But out of nowhere, he starts quizzing. So first, something from the 70s. Just okay. to kind of, kind of loosen okay. up those slang muscles. Okay. Right, so uh, from the 70s, what does it mean if a teen from the 70s tells you something and then says, psych? That means they're kidding. They're kidding. Yeah. You, you win. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, what about that was, Psych? That was tough. I mean, again, he was what brought on. What a scam on, artist. He was brought on as a modern day slang expert. <laughs> he just told us what Psych meant. And he's so excited. <gasps> I, for those who visually need to know what he looks like, he looks a lot like Mike Myers. Tell like, me how old again? About 55. Wow. Could it be Mike Myers in another one of his mm. crazy Oh, like costumes? that gong show? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's another one. And again, supposed to be talking about modern day. This is from the 80s, proving that Slang Man truly is on the pulse. If a teen says to you, from the 80s and even today, uh-huh. you're fat, have you been insulted or complimented? Uh, complimented. You've been complimented, <laughs> right. But if somebody from 20 and up says you're fat, it's that's not, not good. so good. That's no, not so good. No. No. He's wrong. He is wrong. He's wrong because wow. he even says people that are 20 and up call you fat. That's bad. No, fat is from like Russell Simmons Fat Farm <laughs> mm-hmm. and like LL Cool J. Like oh that's a different gosh. era. Like no one says fat, dude. I love this guy oh, now. No. I'm Slank turning Man. on him because he's the best. Slang Man's the greatest. Right. Uh, now Amy, who's clearly wondering what went wrong with the pre-interview, starts pushing him towards modern slang and it's just nuts. Okay, what does it mean if your teen says, I'm going to put on my jams? Not my jammies. I'm going to put on my jams. No, this Music. isn't real. Music. Very good. Not mm. real. I wonder if everybody else out there got that. I right? hope they did. Okay, now Amy's starting. I hope everybody got she, that. Because... She's starting to turn. Because okay. she's realizing this interview is very bad. Or she's being punked. Because I, I would think so, too. I think it would be somebody punking me because he... He's so awful. He's yeah. so also he I love that he is on the pulse of things but he was like jams, not jammies. Like jammies <laughs> was for sure the thing that first came to mind for her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> another example of modern and I swear to god, I have done 20 to 30 minutes of research. This slang term does not exist. If your teen says Nancy is rashing me, does that mean mm. A, call a dermatologist? Oh. B, wear gloves when giving Nancy a hug or tell her to stop it? I'm going to say, tell her to say, she's on you. Yes. Why are you she's rashing me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I heard that one. Yeah. 
No. Good. Not no, a real it term. Doesn't exist. I've looked it up on Urban Dictionary. I've looked everywhere. It's not that's not a true thing. Slang so now he's making up words. He's making up words. All right. She finally gets him over to texting and he gives an example of what to watch out for and I need you to listen closely. Hmm. Is there anything bad that we need to really be looking out for? Like a slang that could yeah. mean something bad that we need to be looking out for. I would say in texting, yeah. L M I R K. Let's meet in real life. Wait, what? Play it again. I, play it wait, again. That's not a K. Play it again. Wait. Start it back. Yes. They want to keep us confused. No, no, I think play, no that's play a it again. Okay. Yeah, play it again. I need you to hear it again. All right, that's fine. Okay. All right, here we go. Yeah. Could mean something bad that we need to be looking out for. I would say in texting, yeah. L M I R K. Let's meet in real life. <laughs> real kife. I. Slime man. He is rashing us, you guys. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Flame. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.